0: We are back with the Care to Change podcast and grateful to have you join us. This month, we are re-releasing some of our most popular podcast episodes. In this episode, you will hear a conversation between April and our counselor, Jean Crane, as they discuss dealing with friends who are passive aggressive from our Connection and Friendship series. Thanks for being a part of this conversation, as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux from Care to Change. We are so glad that you have joined us for our friendship series. Last week, we kicked off with why uh, women are so um, bad at having friendships. And for the next couple of weeks, we're going to focus on some common issues that women and men, for that matter, face when it comes to relationships in general, not just friendships. Um, Today's topic is on um, dealing with friends who are passive-aggressive. And oh boy, <laughs> this is a topic um, of a lifetime here. So dealing with friends who are passive-aggressive. And um, we have one of our regulars um, with us today, Jean Crane, a therapist at Care to Change. Jean, thanks for coming back. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, so glad that you're here. Um, Jean um, works with women, um, not just women, but a lot of women. And And so I know this is an issue that comes up, uh, in, in session. And so I hope to answer some of these high level questions because passive aggressiveness, really, there's a lot of deep stuff behind that that we might not be able to get into today, but I want to, um, just really start off by just defining. So we start on the same, Mm -hmm. um, so we're all on the same page here as to what do, what is passive aggressiveness Um, when, when we're talking, what, what's the definition of being passive aggressive?
2: Well, to me, the definition is really indirect aggression. So I will try to explain what I mean by that. So if you think about the continuum of what we talk about, as far as communication styles, there's passive styles, which would be someone who doesn't stand up for themselves and speak up. There's assertive, which is somebody who speaks up, but does it in a good manner and with respect And then there's aggressive, which I'm a person who does speak up for themselves, but sometimes does it in like a harsh, blunt, aggressive tone. And so passive aggressive is that they're, maybe this person is upset or angry, but they are afraid to speak that forthrightly by doing it assertively. So they're indirectly going to let you know that they're upset or they're angry with
1: you. What are some examples? Can you give some examples?
2: Sure. And feel free to add any that you can think of too. So I know... um, that sometimes a person will say in a third in the third person. So if somebody wants you to call them more often, they might say, "Well, my friend Jenny, she calls me every day and I just love it." So instead of saying, "I need you to call me more," they're mm-hmm. giving you the example of their friend Jenny who they love who does that. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to get the indirect understanding, "You should call more." Um, sometimes somebody who kind of withdraws, it's an indirect way to say I'm angry with you instead of saying I'm upset let's talk about it they're going to withdraw it but what you're supposed to do is recognize oh they're upset because they've withdrawn so I need to go to them and talk it out mm-hmm. instead of just forthrightly telling you um, sometimes sarcastic comments or sulking or using things like I forgot um, mm-hmm. when they've been told and kids are probably good at that one yeah. <laughs> I forgot yeah. when they're like really just not wanting to do what your, mm-hmm. their parent is asking them to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that being late um, is passive aggressive for someone that doesn't really want to be somewhere. And so uh, they're going to show up a little bit late uh, because, you know, I didn't really want to go here anyway. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of the way of, um, you know, passively saying, yep, I didn't really want to come anyway. Um, That sulking, like you said, um, saying um, you're this, but that's okay. That's okay. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, excessively apologizing, but mm-hmm. n- it's not an, a sincere ap- apology. It's excuses. A lot of excuses mm-hmm. is also a form of, uh, passive aggressive, uh, behavior. Um, uh, you know, what can also be considered passive aggressive behavior is, uh, procrastinating. on things that are that are due um you know not getting things done on time putting them on the back burner because you didn't really want to do them to begin Mm -hmm. with and so you're going to put them on the back burner to because you you know just to not get them done so those are some additional examples so many examples Uh, can be tricky sometimes uh, yeah and that's why it's kind of hard to decide is this passive aggressive behavior or did they really forget you know Mm -hmm. or did they forget because they just don't want to do it Mm -hmm. um are they late because you know something really happened Mm -hmm. you know Over time, it becomes apparent um, whether it's on purpose or not. But um, why is passive aggressive behavior so frustrating?
2: I think for me, when I think about why is it for me, I think it's just because it's like I'm supposed to figure this thing out that this person feels without them telling me. And it's almost like they expect like that I'm going to know based on these actions or these communication techniques, but not because they've told me. Mm-hmm. And if I don't figure it out, then I'm continuing to cause this problem for them instead of feeling like you know when you have one of those friends who practices the skill of assertiveness and they can just come to you and say, Mm -hmm. even a negative emotion, like I'm upset with you because, and then you feel like you can just directly deal with it. And I think it's so much easier to reconcile or work something out with somebody who is assertive and sharing with you forthrightly than it is with someone that you're supposed to try to figure it out. And especially if it's a recurring pattern for them.
1: Absolutely. I know for me, it's like, Um, do you not value our relationship enough Mm -hmm. that you can just speak what your need is, um, to say, you know, I've disappointed you, or it makes you mad because Mm -hmm. I fill in the blanks just to be honest, Mm -hmm. um, because you value this relationship Mm -hmm. enough, um, versus holding that anger in, like you said, like I have to figure out, um, what it was I did wrong. I just know you're acting differently. Um, And so here I am left trying to figure this out. And um, then there's a reaction, you know, do you do you placate and then you overly and then you're sort of enabling the passive aggressive behavior? Do you react and you're angry and then there's an explosion? (laughs) You know, it's like there's a no win situation when the person that's on the receiving end of the passive aggressiveness has to respond. You know, they're either enabling or they're, you know, it's just assertiveness is such a healthier way. To say this is how I am being affected yes. in this relationship, yeah. and I trust you in this relationship enough to to just have this uncomfortable conversation. And so, yes. Um, why are passive uh, people passive aggressive? Why do you think they that this happens? Yeah, I'm
2: glad we're talking about this subject because I. Um, Sometimes you can easily kind of get frustrated with somebody who's passive aggressive, but if you think about why somebody is passive aggressive, a lot of times that stems from a message that they maybe received in childhood or somehow environmentally that says it's not okay for you to share your emotions. Mm -hmm. And that makes me sad when I think about people feeling like, you know, you're not okay. Like you can't share with me what Mm -hmm. you're really feeling. Mm -hmm. Maybe because you're afraid that you might lose a relationship with me. Maybe because, um, you're afraid of, of disappointing me or that I'm gonna walk away or any of those reasons, but they've gotten that message. And so they've learned this pattern of relating with other people that is not direct with their emotions. And it really probably stems from their own belief system about whether or not it's okay for them to share.
1: Mm -hmm. So so I guess what you're saying is, it's probably not okay to say, why don't you trust me enough and just say what you feel <laughs> that it might be better to say. Um, I understand it's hard and it takes brave um, steps or courage to be able to be vulnerable enough yeah. to say how you feel. But I want you to know I'm safe in you doing that. Yes. Um, I want to understand. Maybe that's a little better way. <laughs> I think so.
2: <laughs> I like I like what you said about psychological safety. If you establish that with a person, it takes time. So mm-hmm. You can't just establish that overnight. Like when you first meet someone, you're kind of seeing, is this person safe? Is it safe to share my emotions with? And maybe, you know, you as the receiver are a safe person, but that person hasn't had safe people in their life before. So Mm. this is totally new. So being willing to work with a person, if they're willing to work with Mm -hmm. you, I think is an important part and having that empathy that they probably receive that message along the way. And maybe you can play a part in helping them to recognize that it could be okay to share their feelings with somebody. And that doesn't just automatically mean they're going to lose relationship with someone because they have a negative emotion towards that person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So can you change someone who is passive aggressive? You kind of mentioned, you know, helping them, but does, is this a pattern that changes over time or no?
2: Well, a person probably isn't going to change unless they have a friend who's willing to stick with them long enough and help them walk through the process and understand what, they're doing when being passive aggressive. So it depends on your level of relationship with that person and how willing you are to persevere. I do think it's possible to change, especially a person who is open towards that and kind of a teachable person. If when they say state something or give a mannerism that feels passive aggressive, if you and that person decide, is it okay if I say that that to me felt like you were trying to say something else. So for example, like what I used at the beginning, if they say like, I just love it that my friend Jenny calls me every day. And I, as the listener, say, it kind of feels like what you're saying is that you need me to call you every day because your friend Jenny does and you think that's great. And if the person is working on becoming assertive and not being passive aggressive and they're listening and hearing your heart in that, then maybe they could start to change. So they could say like, oh, it came out as Mm -hmm. passive aggressive, but I should have said Mm -hmm. And hopefully over time they learn like instead of those old patterns of relationship that they're willing to talk assertively, especially with you, which could then be a grid for them in their relationships with other people, because most people aren't willing to stick with somebody Mm -hmm. who's constantly passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. They just kind of distance themselves because they're like, I just can't figure out something I'm doing wrong, but I don't know exactly what it is. So just kind of putting distance there.
1: Right. I, this might not be a fair question, but I'll, I'll ask it. Um, do people who are passive aggressive, do they know they're being passive aggressive? You know, I'm thinking about the the phone call. Um, so-and-so calls me all the time and you're like, okay, so it feels like you're telling me that because you want me to call you more frequently. Will the person who's passive aggressive say, yeah, that's true? Or will they say, oh, no, no, no. I'm just making an observation. I mean, <laughs> do they know yeah. they're being passive aggressive? Yeah,
2: probably a lot of times. I would say majority of the times it's really hard Probably to recognize if you just said something in a passive aggressive way or maybe like, and believe me, I have said passive aggressive things in my life before. So I know that when I've been called out, my first response is defensiveness. Like, no, that wasn't at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Until I really check in. There's like this little quickening into my spirit of like, yeah, Jean, there was really an agenda behind what you just said. Mm-hmm. So I'm just speaking from personal experience. I think it is hard to own that. But and but that's probably gonna be the best way forward, path forward for somebody if it's a recurring pattern that they're gonna have to probably own it and mm-hmm. you know, change change up how they do it. Yeah, yeah. So
1: they have to want to see that the behavior is negatively impacting the relationship enough to A, own it and then B, step into the vulnerability of making the change, right? Absolutely. Because Otherwise, there's no, you, you know, the passive aggressive behavior, if it's based on not being able to express, you know, um, disappointment or anger, or whatever that mm-hmm. negative emotion is, um, it doesn't j- just go away, right? So right. they're they're going to have to, they have to decide, but it's been a protective way. Like yes. passive aggressive behavior is a protective mechanism mm-hmm. so that um, they stay protected from whatever could happen should they become vulnerable enough to say what it is that they're feeling and how you've disappointed them or angered them or whatever it is. And so they have to be willing to kind of put that shield down um, in that relationship. And that that's kind of scary and risky. And so um,
2: that's such a good way to frame it up.
1: You know, it's scary, you know. Um, And so it has to be in the context of safety and connection Mm -hmm. is my my guess. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know the answer for for sure. So what do you do Uh, When a friend is being passive aggressive, when you see this or you recognize it, what do you do?
2: Well, if you want to maintain integrity and closeness connection in that relationship, then it is important to share with them how you're feeling. So it kind of starts with vulnerability on the side of the listener too, to say, you know, it hurts my feelings when you say that, because it kind of sounds like you're trying to say this or in your response that it sounded like you meant Mm -hmm. to say this, or are you upset with me? Are you hurt Mm -hmm. by something that happened? Because I'm getting that vibe and -hmm. just being forthright. You're really modeling assertiveness right there. We're wanting them to learn to be assertive. So you're being assertive with them about Mm -hmm. this behavior that hurts you because you're being hurt by the fact you have to try to figure it out. And you're not exactly sure what they're intending for you to get Mm -hmm. So I think to me, the only way to move forward in a relationship like that is to model that assertiveness and to let them know how it's impacting you or what the vibe that you're getting from them. Mm -hmm. And if they're willing to own it hopefully you can move forward in, in new patterns and it probably will take a while for those changes to take effect. So I would say if you're in it for the long haul, be ready for relapses and probably to be honest, we all do passive aggressive statements, yeah. you know, here and there. It's just that if we can work towards assertiveness, it really helps the health of our relationship.
1: So I'm thinking of an example. Um, we didn't give this as example at the beginning and um, I forgot, um, but now it's coming to me. Um, an example is uh, on social Social media,
2: mm,
1: yes. Uh, so I see it so frequently. Um, people post things um, for the general public that's really meant for someone or some something that has hurt them, angered them, disappointed them, whatever. Yes. And so I see social media um, used so frequently um, as a as a mechanism to express passive aggressively. Yes. And so, you know, an example of, um, you know, you're in a friendship with someone and you see um, a post, automatically you say, was that post about me? Yeah. You know, is that about our conversation? Um, As a friend, if you're the one on the receiving end, or you see a post that someone puts out and you think, oh my gosh, that has to be referring to me. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is if you want to preserve that relationship, that it's important (laughs) to go and say... You know, um, I I like the way that Brene Brown says it when she says the story I'm telling myself. So you, you call the person and you say, I saw the post on social media. The story I'm telling myself is that's about me. And I'm just wondering Mm -hmm. um, about that. What, what does that post mean? Um, Can you, can you talk to me about that post Uh, instead of commenting back? And then it becomes like this verbal uh, war or texting war or whatever, but just to, to say, and again, this is do you want to preserve the relationship, right? Right. Um, so there has to be a desire to preserve that relationship in order to say, I'm going to model um, assertive communication and con- uh, confronting, mm-hmm. I guess, in a loving mm-hmm. way, um, in order for that behavior to change. Uh, because what happens if you don't right. address passive aggressive behavior in a relationship?
2: Well, and I mean, exactly. It's a great question because when you think about the social media context, first of all, I see it all the time with youth and students where Mm -hmm. um, they're reading into everything. So, you know, a person might have put a passive aggressive comment out for one person meant for that person, but like 20 other students like, oh, I think that was meant for me. So that's why your your example is so great and it's really important to call that person up or to send a personal message Mm -hmm. to that person like, hey, I saw that, is that about me? Because if not, what you just said, if not, then you could go on thinking you've offended that person, but Mm -hmm. you're too afraid or it's too vulnerable to share. And so then you're a little bit mad because that person posted on social media about you and maybe it wasn't even Mm -hmm. about you at all. And so then that bitter root can get started in relationships. And, um, we've been talking about this in the context of relationships, but a bitterness inside of people is poison for relationships.
1: 100%. And if you don't address it, and you harbor it, right, Mm -hmm. then it, you know, you, you become resentful. And then are you going to respond to them? And then it could be like a passive aggressive war unintentionally, like (laughs) you're mad at them because they're passive aggressive behavior. And yet you're not addressing it, but you're angry with them. And so you're sulking. So essentially, then there's two people that are passive aggressive, instead of just being honest and vulnerable and addressing um, the conversation. Um. what else can you do? You know, you said, uh, if you recognize or you believe that a friend of yours is being passive aggressive, mm-hmm. you said to um, lovingly model assertive communication and ask them mm-hmm. to inquire yeah. to be to be a student of your friend and to say, tell me more. Um, what does this mean? This is the way I'm hearing this straighten this out for me.
2: Yes. And I think just letting them know that your desire is to stick with it, that you aren't planning to go anywhere Mm -hmm. and that you want to be that safe person where they can begin to take that risk to share their real feelings Mm -hmm. with you. And, um, so psychological safety, safety makes people less afraid when people Mm -hmm. feel safe, then they can be, they can take that risk. Mm -hmm. So when you're working with a person working, that sounds bad. When you're in a relationship with a Mm -hmm. person who um, is passive aggressive, if you are letting them know, like you're sticking with it, you're not going anywhere, you want them to share. And when they do share their, a real feeling that they have you listen and you hear that feeling and you show empathy and care for that and you discuss it and role modeling that, I think it could be so healthy for that person.
1: I, I 100% agree. And um, what's coming to my mind as you're sharing is uh, we just recently, um, in July, released the series on freedom. And you and I actually had a conversation about setting boundaries mm-hmm. and um, said, you know, um, generosity without boundaries is the breeding ground for resentment. But you gave some really practical um, steps for how to set boundaries uh, in relationships. And the reason why I bring that into today's uh, conversation is it seems like you know, we want to model and um, be honest in our relationships, right? So yes. we want to have, there's an element of vulnerability in true yes. relationships. So when you see that passive aggressiveness to be able to model that assertive and to have that conversation, but there has to be an element of boundaries in this too, right? Because, yes. you know, I asked the question sort of half-heartedly, but will people who are passive aggressive, will they change? And if it really is a deep seated, they weren't allowed to express um, or it wasn't safe for them to express negative emotions or emotions at all and so their coping coping mechanism is to protect themselves by using passive aggressive behavior this isn't just a one and done situation this is a this could go on for the long haul so how do you set boundaries mm-hmm. in this kind of relationship that's healthy do you see yeah. where I'm going with this like mm-hmm. what what advice or counsel would you give about? boundaries as it relates to passive-aggressive people.
2: Right, because there will be some that might be open and will try and make changes. And again, it's not about perfection, it's about progress. So when you notice that they are working towards assertive communication more, then I think that's a good sign that your relationship health can continue. There's some people that... Um, basically just refuse to own it and basically that's not passive aggressive or I'm not passive aggressive or I didn't mean that I didn't intend that you know and basically in denial and and I think really sadly what's going to happen in a relationship like that is that there's just not going to be that same connection because there's not vulnerability and vulnerability Mm -hmm. is the only way to really connect with somebody Mm -hmm. and so when they're not being vulnerable and willing to own and to work on then how can you uh, what can you do so there's Mm going to be more more distance in those relationships and that's the way that you set a boundary is that the the relational health isn't good so you're kind of moving outside of that you know concentric circle of friendships where they're not going to be in your inner circle if they're not willing to be able to be assertive with Mm. you and they might move into an outer one it's really hard when it's in families because of course you know that's just part of you're always gonna be with your family. But I think just continuing to model it yourself, being assertive, being forthright mm-hmm. and again the motivation for them to hopefully work on changing mm-hmm. is the distance in the relationship that's gonna come when they continue to act in those patterns.
1: Wow. And so hopefully they would see that mm-hmm. and honor that relationship and trust your care for them mm-hmm. and to want to walk through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's hard because yeah. that has to, there takes a certain humility in being able to say, call me out. Yes. Right. Sure. On either Nobody part. That. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that yeah. doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet that's required. Honesty is required in true connection and yes. uh, true relationships. So it's not really an option. Yeah. Honesty isn't an option for real, um, truly connected relationships. So, wow. Um, yeah resources. Are there topics or resources on this topic that you can recommend?
2: You know, when we were talking about this, we were thinking about the book Boundaries Mm -hmm. by Cloud and Townsend, which I know that I mentioned that in also our boundaries discussion. But this really is setting a boundary when you are speaking to someone and being assertive about what their passive aggressive communication is, is relating to you. And so I think that book is excellent. It just really helps Um, give a biblical understanding. So it's definitely coming from a place of those who have faith in Christ um, combined with what we've learned in psychology about the importance of boundaries. So I would recommend that. Um, And then anything that helps you learn to be more assertive, Mm -hmm. assertive communication is the key. Mm -hmm. Like you said, assertive communication is honest communication, but it's respectful. And it is the best way towards relational health with someone else.
1: That's perfect. Um, You've heard it assertive communication is the best way um for um a healthy relationship it is honesty um in that so thank you jean for joining us in this important topic i know that Um, just the same way it's difficult to help someone make change as it relates to passive-aggressive communication styles. We're not going to answer all of this in a 25-minute podcast, but it certainly gives some specific tips. So, Jean, thank you for joining us today and um, bringing out this topic that I know I get asked about a lot in sessions As it relates to relationships and how do I handle my spouse or my friend or whoever, my parent, whoever it is that's passive aggressive. What am I supposed to do about this? Because it's driving me crazy. And so there are some good um, nuggets in here for you. For those of you who are listening, uh, if we haven't answered your question, if you're like, "Uh, yeah, is this considered passive aggressive? Or um, really, if you're wondering, the answer probably is it is. Um, If you're not sure how to address it and you have a question, I want to encourage you to text us on our care line, 317-979-7133. You can write comments in the comments section. But if you want us to answer on our Q&A in a couple of weeks, send us a text uh, with your question and we'll see about uh, answering that. And um, if there's anything that we can do, if your relationship is not reflective of this honesty, if um, you're having a difficult time setting a boundary with someone who is passive aggressive in your life, if you're unsure about why or how to do that, I want to encourage you to reach out to us just because you're entering in and coming to see a therapist once to talk about this doesn't mean you're coming to therapy for your whole life. Um, It just means right now I need to talk to someone outside of my sphere about this potential passive aggressive um, nature that I'm seeing and how I'm supposed to handle it. And how am I supposed to set a boundary? It's a big topic. It affects so many of us. Again, it's a protective measure for people. And so we want to walk cautiously in the conversation, um, but offer you some practical solutions so that you can get that change that you want and need and long for in your life. So If there's anything that we can do for you, please reach out. Thank you for joining us again. Send us your questions, comment if you'd like. Hop over to our YouTube um, channel and check out the videos that we have out there and our website. And um, again, thank you for joining us. Jean, thank you for coming. Uh, So glad that you're here
0: and we will see you all soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.